0: I think it's safe to say after what, two, three weeks since our last recording, that we have a lot to talk about this episode.
1: Adventures in Florida. And something I'm very happy about is much more Florida-like weather in Florida when I was there.
0: Yes. There was one day when I was in Daytona that was just start cold, and that was the Xfinity race. If you look back at like photos I took and like even video, the truck race on Friday was just like, oh yeah, you're in like a sweater and like people were in like t-shirts and like shorts. And then you look at Saturday and that was like a earlier race and everyone's in like parkas and pants and wrapped in blankets. It was freezing that day.
1: Yes. And in St. Petersburg for the IndyCar opener at the, at the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg presented by RP Funding because that's the full name of the uh, of the event cool. that I read probably Mouthful. 1500 times over the weekend but it's okay it was a great event and there were actually days of record warm temperatures so yeah it was it was really warm it was really hot but but it was great that we both got to go and enjoy some at the track racing action which is always the best thing
0: Yes. Kicking off the 2022 season with a bang. I almost said 2020 season. Gosh, that was uh, forever ago. But yeah, kicking off the 2022 season with a bang, we have covered both NASCAR and IndyCar season openers. And we've got a lot to talk about coming up this episode um, from places we ate to the nice warm weather <laughs> and what we did and those awesome next-gen cars. Oh my gosh, they were just I was going to say
1: that we're, you know, a couple races in now with Mm -hmm. the next gen car. And whenever you introduce something this dramatically new, nothing is ever going to work 100% perfectly every time. Mm -hmm. But I think so far, I, I think everybody's pretty pleased with how the cars look, how they sound and, and how they race. They're a challenge to race for drivers, which I think is a great thing because it shouldn't be easy to drive a race car.
0: No, it shouldn't. It's like any other sport. You have to change it up from time to time. Otherwise it gets as like, as we said before, stale and you have to kind of, you have to make things different eventually. But I did, I would say, I think the biggest challenge at Daytona, especially in the cup race was those tires. Mm -hmm. It seemed to be anytime someone got in a wreck, I think it was Logano. No, it was Bowman. Sorry. Got in a wreck and he just got stuck because those tires do not have an inner liner anymore. So when they go flat, you're stuck. You cannot like if you're, I think, yeah, Bowman got stuck in the grass and he just couldn't right. move out of it. And so, But go this ahead. is
1: the, this is the kind of thing I'm thinking about. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, so this is, this is an issue, but that's not an issue with the car itself in terms Mm-mm. of racing and how it performs and stuff. This is a, this is a logistics issue of how to get the car off the track mm-hmm. as quickly and efficiently as possible can you not run interliners? Okay. Well then maybe we need to come up with another sort of solution and, and find a way to get cars moving and get the, and allow them to get back to, to pit road or whatever. But this, this is a, a minor hiccup as mm-hmm. I see it. I, I, I disagree completely with those that are moaning and whining about it on, on social channels. It's, it's ridiculous. This is a minor hiccup that'll get mm-hmm. fixed in no problem.
0: It's like a lot of people don't understand. This is this at that point was the third race on those tires. So it's like, it's normal to have hiccups. It's like, we're probably going to see more hiccups throughout the year in a lot of different areas. And it's just the part of growing and changing in any aspect is you're going to have hiccups. So. So
1: the, the experience of Daytona now, I know, I know you've been before Mm -hmm. to the 500, but the experience of the 500, I watched it on television and it Looked fantastic. It looked like there were millions of people everywhere. I didn't get to see enough Luke Combs on the pre-race, which I was really kind of ticked about, but
0: we barely got Luke Combs. I think he played like four <laughs> or five songs and that was it. He played like, yeah, I think he only played four or five songs and we're sitting there and we're like, yeah, Luke Combs. But like, I feel yeah. like Darius Rucker in 2020 was like an hour long thing. Mm-hmm. And then, but yeah, this time it was just Luke Combs. It was just like, yep, five songs, and he's gone. And it was like, all right, like this is hype. Now we're really, really hyped for it. But like, oh, I wish we had gotten that pre-race entertainment a little bit longer. But I mean, to hear you guys barely got it as well, it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. there was five songs, so you guys maybe got what three.
1: Uh, not even so, oh, but, no. that, but that's uh, but that's okay. It's it's part of the the festival, the excitement that is the Daytona Five Hundred, mm-hmm. and it was it was it was great. The racing was good. It was the the weather was great. It was fun. It was exciting. Had a dramatic ending with Austin Sindrick coming up with a win. It was it was a it was storybook.
0: It didn't rain <laughs> once. It's not me, guys. It's official. It okay. didn't rain once i think we got a little sprinkle heading to the like a sun sprinkle too there was barely a cloud in the sky my friend and i are in the car and it's like raining on our windshield and we're like where is this coming from and it lasted five minutes that's all i saw of the rain the entire time i'm not the rain curse it's official
1: yay, yay. It's, that's just florida rain that happens all the time you get yeah. these little sprinkles everything no, still, it's no uh it's no big deal so let's get to the important stuff now mm-hmm. about uh, the 500 the experience was great and and xfinity and truck and everything was all good Tell me about the food. Is it, are we going to do like a sandwich this week too? Or do you want to talk about other stuff that you ate?
0: There were two places that I ate in Daytona that were just, first one was Steak and Shake right along International Boulevard. Never been before. Oh. So good. Even... Cindric went there after he won and i was like i think a friend sent it to me like two days after the race after like Cindric made his post and he's like oh Cindric went to steak and shake too so good i, I will say
1: raves about in and out on the on the west coast but uh, uh, go to the steak and shake on the east that's great
0: yeah it was it was fabulous it's the first time i've ever gone i will say when i ordered a large onion ring i was expecting more than like six onion rings but Fabulous. It was so good. (laughs) The burgers were great. The milkshakes were great. We like considered going back again on the Monday because we went after the 500, Mm -hmm. but instead we actually went to this amazing Mexican restaurant. I think it was Mia, Mexico, in New Smyrna. And that was fabulous. It was so good. Walked to the beach after and just like it was cold to us that day. To my friend Katrina and I, we were in jackets. And my other two friends were in shorts and a tank top. They're sitting there laughing at us. But yeah, the the Mexican restaurant was fabulous. Those are the two places that we went that I was like, Oh my God, got to mention this. Got to tell Todd.
1: Very nice. Very mm-hmm. solid. Very solid. And yes, that's uh the good Mexican food. That's nice. That's mm-hmm. uh, always a solid choice. So very good. But that's, I, I, it sounds like, you know, almost uh what nine out of 10 in terms of the Daytona experience, everything was good. Oh, Racing yeah. was good. Everything all. Yeah.
0: Daytona, Daytona is magical, man. It's like the people there are just so amazing. And it's like, you get to, meet so many cool people like everyone's there like i got to catch up with people that i had like met in like 2019 2020 that i hadn't seen pre-pandemic or seen since pre-pandemic i mean and get to meet new people i met matthew dillner the producer of um lost speedways and uh, Mm that works with on the dale jr download super stand-up guy he he knew Like he knew so much about Canadian motorsports. Like I was shocked. He knew the NASCAR Pinty series. He, we talked about Jucasa closing. Like we talked about, like I told, we talked about GP3R. He just knew so much about it. And it was like, whoa, like it's crazy to see like this guy that's huge in like NASCAR cup, like NASCAR cup garage and NASCAR cup area know so much about Canadian motorsports. So he was just a stand-up guy um but yeah like I said Daytona is magical and as you can see I'm obsessed with it
1: (laughs) yeah the background is nice I was wondering if Mm -hmm. you were gonna you want to step up the game of the background this weekend so I think it's nice that we both have photos from our time at our season opening this wasn't
0: coordinated whatsoever
1: completely unplanned completely unplanned which is uh (laughs) which is great and the but it's it's nice that you you mentioned too that you get to meet different people and get reacquainted with some mm-hmm. folks that you maybe haven't seen for a little while and stuff too because it's, there's the similar thing in St. Pete when I was there uh, just last week it's just you see few, some people that you haven't seen for a while and get reconnected and I think that's what we're going to experience a lot of this year as things are opening up and I think that attendance is going to be huge at events I think that there are There are promoters and managers that are going to be very happy with advanced ticket sales and results of people coming to events because we've been locked up for a couple of years and everybody is ready to get out.
0: Yeah. And especially those events that haven't happened in a couple of years, like St. Pete, like we're going to see in Toronto, the the Nascar Pinty's Western Swing. So many races that haven't seen any big ticket action in those two years, finally getting to come back and get those ticket sales back.
1: Here's the thing with St. Pete that has changed. It got postponed to the end of the season and then it was postponed and delayed a little bit last year. It wasn't the season or opener. And this year's race is actually a couple of weeks earlier Mm -hmm. than it has been on the schedule. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of the backstory that I found out about Saturday before the Sunday race, which was an early start. The green flag was at 1230. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about it through the weekend. And I, I was the house PA announcer at the event. And they were saying, we have sold a lot of tickets for the race. I mean, we have really, really sold a lot of tickets so much so that we are concerned people will not show up early enough and we're going to have a backlog at the gate. So let's please all weekend. We wanted to remind people get here early on Sunday that the pre-race ceremony start early and it's an early, like get here early. They had an overwhelming response for ticket sales. Obviously everyone is thrilled. The grandstands were packed. It was, it was so exciting to see that many people on the grounds it was it was it was really great to see and just the the racing was terrific in in all the series too not just the the indycar series but it was it was great throughout the weekend and a lot of fun and i really think that this is a sign of how things are going to go this year
0: daytona was the exact same and it was the exact same consensus as well where on sunday there were so many vip passes given out and like infield passes And um like camping and grandstands sold out, yeah, that there were like they were worried there weren't they weren't gonna have enough security guards for it. Right. And heading into the track. So on the Sunday, my friend and I that were both flying back Tuesday, um, went and got our COVID tests Mm -hmm. uh right before we went to the track. So we actually drove to the track, dropped my friend off that was there for media dropped him off, went, got it back to our Airbnb, got our COVID test stroke all the way back. And we like completely like avoided International Boulevard because we we knew it was going to be hectic. And we came in the back way, which was way easier. Actually, it was way more like smoother than coming in all the way around and going in and turns um, turn one. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was packed. Like it was so much more packed than it was in 2020. Because I think in 2020, it sold out, that weekend. Mm -hmm. And that was just because they announced Trump was coming. So, so many people bought up more, like it bought up more tickets, um, like to see Donald Trump. And this year it sold out, I think what, two weeks before the event, like grandstand seating. Yeah.
1: And then the, the full infield was sold out too. Mm -hmm. If I recall, that's great.
0: It was insane. Like there were, I will say pit road was a bit more manageable this year than it was in 2020. Um, but yeah, the like the infield, um, what's it called the ballpark area where the concert is and the driver intros are, mm-hmm. was like packed because they, they fence off that whole area around like the Daytona logo. Cause they don't want people stepping on it. So you're actually really condensed, like up onto the track and then like around like the stages and stuff. So you really have to walk around this like whole, like a, I won't, not an acre, but like Quarter acre of an area. <laughs> it um, is it's big. And it was like, and it was hot that day too. It was like it wasn't humid, but it was hot, and I was so sunburned because you're just like standing on <laughs> on the you track. Know, what, what do you
1: run normally? SPF two hundred. Uh, you're you're really fair skin. Yeah, yeah, I
0: didn't wear <laughs> sunscreen this trip. I made mistakes. Oh,
1: that's a that's yeah. a rookie mistake. Come I on, know. You know I had it in my that. bag the
0: entire time, but it's like I find when it's not humid out you don't really feel it like because the breeze was so nice the entire trip that it's like, you're not feeling yourself burn. So, but back to the matter at hand Sorry, of yeah. ticket sales and um, how crowded these events were. One of the friend- friends I went with went to St. Pete as well. Oh, they yeah. extended their trip and he said the grandstand seating for St. Pete was insane. Like mm-hmm. you were, he, he compared it to, um, the amount of space that you have on an airplane.
1: That's pretty tight, huh? Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty, but this is what I mean is there were so many, uh, GA tickets, general admission tickets Mm -hmm. and grandstand seats sold. And it was kind of we're, we're really running out of space. Their, their hospitality was, was basically sold out as well. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the cool part of, of my gig is that I get to work up in the, at the top of the grandstand covered from the sun and in the hospitality area. So it's, it's great. It's really, it is. The only tricky part is getting to the victory podium in a timely manner because I have to run through all the crowds to try to get there. And they're standing at, at the at the rope line where the cars are coming in and out and they're, they're seven or eight people deep so you have to wiggle your way through and but it's you know, these are not yeah. problems it's just these are logistics that you have to deal with but it's Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean I yeah. have that problem at Toronto as well. Mm-hmm. Whenever we'd go cuz I'd be in the fence line with the photographers getting footage of the checker flag or the final lap or whatever right. to post. And I now have to go through seven, eight, like layers deep of people trying to get back. And I'm like, just in a photographer's thing, like photographer vest. And I remember, I think it was my first or second year at Toronto. So I was like walking in and somebody actually like grabbed me and like pulled me through because I was just this like super short photographer. <laughs> this is before I worked for NASCAR, but I was a super short photographer, just getting like swallowed by this thing, trying like this crowd, trying to make it to victory lane.
1: Yeah, it's, gosh, it's,
0: the it's crowds, the crowds can be up. whack at some of these yeah. tracks.
1: Oh, yes. And the the fights that you have to go through uh, to try to find your space <laughs> to get the shot or to get the interview that I've had to do a few times. The, el- the elbows come up, the, the stance <laughs> widens to try to give yourself uh, a bit of room. But but St. Yeah. Uh, Pete was great. Super kickoff event for IndyCar. I, I think they're, they're, the competition is going to be great this year. It was cool to see Scott McLaughlin win. How about, how about Roger Penske in the early going? So it has his 85th birthday, the captain yeah. and some guy named Austin Sindrick wins at Daytona. <laughs> and then, you know, a week later, there's uh, another victory for the captain in St. Petersburg with Scott McLaughlin, which did you see him get out of the car I did. after the race? Okay. Oh, so for those who it. didn't watch as he exits the car, stands up on the car, you know, does the fist pump in the air, which is super fun. And everybody gets a good photo of that. Mm -hmm. Then he decided he was, he was really excited and jumped up into the air, thrusting his fist into the air, which looks great, except he didn't stick the landing and he wound up falling on, falling on the ground. He was still wearing his helmet. Fortunately. Oh, thank God. It's not, it's not surprising to see drivers do that because Mm -hmm. it, it just gives you a sense of how physically taxing it is to be in those cars for a couple of hours. But mm-hmm. this that's the weakness in your leg. It's, it's, it, this is an ex- exaggerated version, but it's like an astronaut who's been at the space station for a few months and then comes back to earth as they yeah. they're all wobbly legs. They don't work properly. So it, it didn't, he didn't quite stick the landing, but still no. great celebration and enthusiasm.
0: Yeah. It always blew my mind seeing drivers get out of the car in NASCAR and do flips. Yeah. And I was like, how are you doing that? Like, (laughs) I can't imagine constantly shifting with my feet for four hours in heat going, Mm -hmm. like having like G's pressed against you the entire time and then get out and do a flip. This is where people tell me they're not athletes.
1: I was just going to say, this is where the confusion Mm -hmm. of, oh, well, all they do is drive. They're not athletes. It's way more involved than that. It is the athleticism is so fantastic among the top drivers in whichever series, whether it's uh, NASCAR, Mm -hmm. stock cars, um, sports car racing, Indy cars, Formula. I don't. I don't care what the series is. Those drivers are 100% athletes, and if you see any of them in person up close. You can really see how how hard they work and how hard they train because of not the big muscular, strong muscle definition, but they're more like I don't know. Would you describe them as like thoroughbred racehorses? Like really strong, they're lean, lean. Yeah, I think that's maybe the best. But they're, yeah, they're 100% athletes.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it's not even you don't have to be this big burly muscular person to be an athlete. Like you look at I mean, we just finished the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You look at some of the like the hockey players and the figure skaters that are they're lean. They're yes. not bulky, they're lean. They have all this muscle definition and that allows them to go super fast. But it's also all mental as well. It's like you, right. it's such a mental game to be in sports too.
1: Very much so. Very much so. And, you know, the, the quickness and dexterity, um, finesse part of it as well, subtle skills of, mm-hmm. of, of, driving technique, as well as, you know, being able to muscle cars when, mm-hmm. when you need to, there's so many different, uh, different layers to it, but yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. It still puzzles me that some, some don't really see perceive them as, Oh, they're really athletes. Yeah, they, they really are.
0: Like, have you seen their reaction time on the track? Right. It's like, they're constantly in the gym not just doing strength training, but you see so many drivers post their, like their fitness routines and their like gym routines. Like I know Julia Landauer did it for a long time. Mm -hmm. I know Haley Deegan does it. I know, uh, Bubba Wallace also does it. And like, they'll share parts of their, um, their workout routines. And so many of them I see on this little like balance board And they're having, like, I think Ricky Stenhouse posted one this week as well, where they're having to, like, throw things up in the air, throw another thing and then catch it to, like, focus on their balance and work on their reaction time and their, like, coordination. Because, and that's, again, all the mental part of it as well. It's, like, it's so important, especially in racing.
1: It's exhausting just to think about that, let yeah. alone. Yeah, see, I would just much rather. Yeah, you guys go to the gym and spend an hour or two there. I'll find someplace good to eat and you know be, and deal with it that way.
0: Oh yeah, it definitely is. Oh, I did go for a run while I was in Daytona, by the way. On the beach. Since oh, good for on you. On the beach. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I avoid running at every opportunity. You yes. know that. So I I I I do not care to run. I I will if I have to, but only mm-hmm. if I really have to. You know, someone chasing me with a a weapon uh a fire, on in fire. Turn four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if there's if, if there's a severe incident that i have to get to or an important incident i have to get to at the racetrack when you're reporting yeah I'll, I'll do that but i i avoid running at all every opportunity
0: do you count your steps when you're at the racetrack
1: i never have and i'll tell you why it's like i don't want to know i, really? I never i i never want to know because i I can only imagine that the number of miles or kilometers walked on a Grace weekend is absolutely enormous especially on a, a big track like Daytona that you have in the background or or one of the city streets like St. Pete the number of of steps is absolutely outrageous I'll hear people talking about it and there's like oh yeah I'm at 20,000 steps today or 22,000 steps today which is a phenomenal number and I'm thinking I'm if I counted I would probably be even exceed I don't even want to know but it's it's a lot of steps
0: mine this uh, in Daytona were my lowest I think was 14,000 and that was on qualifying day so that was the Wednesday right. my highest was Saturday so the Xfinity race and that was over 25,000 which is yeah. like 16 kilometers like it's insane
1: and that's a regular race weekend day mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's give or take a few thousand. That's that's a typical day for you and me.
0: Yeah, I think at an oval it's maybe more around like fifteen thousand because you're like you're not going that far and like sometimes for me at least like I plant Mm. myself in one spot and you're usually infield as well at the ovals. Right. But places like Toronto GP3R CTMP not so much because we usually drive around because that track is massive and like super spread out. Um, But definitely Toronto and GP3R, I log a lot of steps there.
1: Understandably so. Mm -hmm. Okay, so do you want to hear about where I ate on the weekend?
0: Yes, that was my next question was, I saw you posted a picture of pancakes today. They look fantastic.
1: uh, We're recording this on on Pancake Tuesday, and that's why I posted the picture of the blueberry pancakes Mm -hmm. from Crave Restaurant in Fort Myers, which is not far from where I live. I did not make it there this weekend because it's a couple of hours away from St. Pete. Mm But if you are ever in the Fort Myers vicinity, go to Crave and eat the blueberry pancakes. They are absolutely the best pancakes in the world. I stumbled on it. I read a review that, hey, the pancakes here are really good. We went, tried it. And that was nine years ago and have been going ever since. They are absolute heaven. Absolute heaven. So so one of the places I went to eat in St. Petersburg was called Bavaro's. It's on Central Avenue. Cool place. Uh, same thing, read a review. Thought, oh, this is great. Pizza, Italian food, really good. So I went there on the Thursday night with a couple of others from the, the Green Savory Racing Promotions group. We had a nice, nice little meal there and kind of caught up and talked about things for the weekend coming up, ate some uh, pasta, it was really good. And then it was Friday night, it was a long day at the track, it was about 7:30 at night. Uh, and I was finally leaving. And I think oh, I just want something real fast. So, so I called and ordered ordered some pizza and I was just going to stop and pick it up now if you're not familiar with downtown St. Pete it's it's a great spot so many different restaurants and places and stuff but it's also super busy and parking can be a real challenge so I'm driving up and I turn and I see and I saw this lot the the night before and it's just it's for a bank I believe because the the bank is closed the business is closed but it's you know reserved no parking, tow away, us only. And I'm thinking, I ordered, I just got to run in and pick up my ZA, and I'm on my way. Mm-hmm. So I pulled in and I stopped and I got out of the car and I ran down. They said, okay, yep. And they're processing my credit card. It'll just be a minute and two minutes later. And they come out and they hand it to me and I'm walking back to, and I see the tow truck is hooking up my rental car to pull it away. What the heck? It was that fast. And I was like, whoa, 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 buddy, buddy. And he said like, hey, there's signs. It's, and I said, okay, all right. I, I got it. That's my fault. Uh-huh. I, you know, I did. I saw the sign. And it's like, I was just five minutes, not even five minutes. I yeah. said, and okay, cost you 65 bucks to get it back right now. Here you go. So it was the most expensive pizza I've ever eaten, but the, oh the restaurant God. was good. But yeah, it's, and so I was talking to the guy afterwards. I said, so what's the deal? Like, I'm not mad at you or anything. It was my yeah. fault. And <laughs> And he said, we have an agreement with this and a few other lots as we patrol them. And if we see someone there, they hook them up and they're gone. So I ended up lucky that it only cost me 65 bucks because I saw them in the process. Mm -hmm. And otherwise it would have been a lot more expensive and a lot more inconvenient. But ours is good. Just don't park in that little lot that says no parking tollways, though.
0: That's insane. There you go. I mean, like. They must have had a lot of issues with that lot before of people just parking and staying there for long periods uh, of time.
1: I'm thinking so. But it just yeah. seems funny though that if if the business itself, okay, I get it during your office hours, mm-hmm. but in the evening at 7:30 at night, when you're not closed, do you really need to strictly enforce it like that? I think you yeah. build a lot of goodwill by letting people, okay, yeah. outside of our hours, we'll we'll let it go.
0: It also helps a lot of the businesses in the area as well. Right.
1: Because Absolutely. then it's like,
0: where else would you have parked to go grab your pizza?
1: Well, yeah, I would have had to park, you know, five blocks away or something. Because it's, God. anyhow, it's, yeah. yeah. So that was my adventure in, uh, in St. Pete. Fortunately, oh my rental car did not go, uh, go away with me, uh, not in it. So,
0: gosh, well, at least the pizza was good. I also, we also ordered pizza while we were in Daytona. I think it was a little, it was like something Sicily. Um, down on Atlantic Avenue, right mm-hmm. at like, not International Boulevard. I can't remember the other one. Um, oh, I know but the intersection. Right, I know where you mean. I know it's right. Do you know the Cruising Cafe? Yes, right, right where
1: the, where you can get down right uh, onto the beach from there, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I know the place, and the pizza is really good.
0: It's so good. <laughs> it was like we were checking everywhere, and it was like we called Domino's, and like Domino's was like all the way out of the way, like north. No, no. And we we're go like, to this
1: place? Yeah,
0: So much better. better. It was probably around the same price too. It yeah. was way better.
1: Okay. But so we've gotten their season started now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We've both been to Florida and we're, we're anxious to keep going to more races. Do you have a race or two that you're looking forward to this year?
0: I've got eight races. That's all. That's I mean, all, all That's of all. them. Give me not one or two. That's
1: all we can. You know, right. It's not a list. It's one or mm-hmm.
0: two. Um, F1 weekend in Montreal. I'm so excited to see that back. I went in 2019 and it was just amazing. Um, the friends I went to Daytona with are, we're all going to try and go. Um, and that's supposed to be the weekend before the TBA event for NPS. So, it's going to be a nice little tight squeeze in there, but I'm, make, I'm going to make it work. I, I got to do it. It's like I got to do yeah. one of each event again this year. I'm going to do IMSA and I'm going to do NASCAR Cup and I'll do obviously NASCAR Pinties and then F1 IndyCar. Got to do them all.
1: Nice. Got to cook them nice. all.
0: Next one. Man. Uh, I have my list next to me, by the way. Um...
1: Post the list on social.
0: Yeah, I'll post. We'll post our lists on social. That's a good idea.
1: There you go.
0: Um, our full lists. There's so many that are like coming back in Pinties that I'm excited for. That's what
1: I'm looking. That's. I was going to say Toronto is one of mine because yeah. the 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 Honda Indy Toronto hasn't been there for two years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I can give you a little bit of info to say things are very much on track for a successful return to Toronto. I can't say more than that, but I will say that things are very much on track for a successful return to Toronto right now.
0: Well, as of today, yes, vaccine passports are no longer a thing of the past in Ontario and capacity limits are now gone on sporting events.
1: So as I say, things are very much on track for a successful return Mm -hmm. to Toronto and IndyCar wants the return to have a very big return and i think that people are going to come to this event and really welcome it back pinties mm-hmm. will be racing as part of that on the friday they're the mm-hmm. feature event on friday which is tremendous and I think that's going to be a, a great event. And I'm also, the other one I'm looking forward to is GP3R because it was back last year, but it was, it was uh, capacity was limited. And I, yeah. I want to see the, the throngs of people and the jam-packed autograph session, which is unlike so many others. It is just fantastic, the support at that event.
0: That's an aspect in all areas. I saw it in Florida where it's like people, like they had the, the autograph signing in the garages at Daytona and mm-hmm. people that were in the garage area going up to drivers still but that's one thing we haven't seen since 2019 and Pintys has been the autograph sessions they weren't yeah. back last year um well obviously like last year COVID was still very much a thing um but this year i'm really hoping to see them back because it's always so cool to see the fans interact with the drivers and get those have those connections because that's how you make fans is you bring kids to the track they meet yes. these really cool drivers yes they start following those drivers. They start following racing and it builds from there. So, so
1: yeah, let me tell you a quick story then about mm-hmm. St. Pete, cause there was an event that was held. The, uh, they had a, a, an IndyCar party in the park on Saturday in the afternoon for from four till six because mm-hmm. the track activity was finished early that day so they brought i don't know a dozen indie cars and cars from other series to the park that's right near the track in saint pete and the crowd was great so response was great the turnout was terrific there's an mx5 cup driver whose name is chris noons successful driver second year in the season and or in the series rather and i did a little q a with him and he was just He, he wants to bring people into racing and help and promote and grow. And he said, my car is over there. There's some kids that, that want to get it like, come on over. I'll put you in the car. And he's done, there's some social posts that he's put up with him and the kids in the cars and they are now fans for life. And it's just, it's so wonderful when drivers and teams and fans all participate in this way.
0: Core memory made right there for these kids. Like those kids that could have inspired new race car drivers that could have inspired Mm -hmm. new media that could have inspired um, a really interesting aspect at Daytona that I wanted to mention was um, the friend of mine that I went with Jordan Buster used to sim race as a kid and like when he was younger, Mm -hmm. and he ran into so many people that um, he sim raced with growing up at the track that he never met before and so many of them are now involved in iRacing on like journalist sides and like broadcast sides and like they're all involved in the media of NASCAR now so it was really cool to kind of see that aspect of these kids that grew up as sim racers racing online now transition into being like the new, I don't want to say new foundation for like NASCAR, but like Mm -hmm. the, the new blood into it.
1: And that's what you're always looking for. And you Mm -hmm. always need is you always need new fans. You always need new, new outlets to cover it, whether it's, it's media online or traditional, there's, you, you always have to keep looking for new, new opportunities and to bring new people into it. So I I think that's great. Those Mm -hmm. are, those are the cool stories that you like hearing about.
0: Yeah. So you said you're, the two events you're excited for are Honda Indy and GP3R, both Pinty's events. Surprisingly, well, um,
1: um, not surprising to me because the you know you and I both have a passion for that series. Mm-hmm. But they're they're both great events. I mean, I grew up with the the Toronto Indy. It mm-hmm. was it was Molson at the time, but it's a Honda Indy Toronto now. And GP3R every year I've gone, it's just it has it has always been one of my favorite events to go to each year.
0: Yeah. I want. I definitely for that event want to see more downtown, um, yeah. Trois-Rivières action. I, it was there this year, but like they didn't have. Did they have? They had fireworks in like four different spots around Trois-Rivières last year. Not they the didn't same have magnitude. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They didn't. They didn't have the stage downtown. Um, they had the intersections blocked off and stuff still, but there was no. There's no like Ferris wheel. There was no right. um, Like grandstands to like they didn't have like the fireworks spectacular um fans weren't allowed in the garages or on the paddock or in on pit road pre-race so it was like you you were missing a vital part to the adrenaline of that race last year it was still reminiscent of it but it wasn't the one you and i had come to love
1: and I'm looking forward to that mm-hmm. being back this year because, and especially with, as you mentioned, Pinty series, there's so much good news that's happening in that series right now with, with drivers and teams that are coming in. I, I think the car counts are going to be fantastic this year. Oh my gosh. And yeah, I'm super excited about it.
0: Yeah, there's always the drivers that you can really expect to come back this like each year, like Kevin Lacroix, DJ Kennington, LP, obviously LP Dumulin after winning uh mm-hmm. the championship, Alex Tagliani. You can really usually expect them to come back year after year. But to hear that Brandon Watson's running full time now, I was expecting it because he ran so well last season and like almost right. got a win. So I was like expecting him to like move up into Pinties. But Awesome to hear you got a full-time ride um, Bergeron, uh, Jean-Philippe Bergeron kind of got lost in the mix a bit. They announced it on 500 Day, So it kind of got lost in there, but <laughs> super awesome to see another French team join the mix. Yep. So am I missing any drivers that recently? Brian Cathcart
1: is going to come back yes. and race as well, which Full is time, right? who is absolutely the most wonderful guy and has mm-hmm. quietly been an enormous supporter of so many teams in NASCAR Pinty series. And it's great that he's going to come back and run events and, and be part of the series again, too. So I, I think, I think this is going to be a really fun year.
0: It's going to be amazing. Um, but I haven't said my second race that I'm really okay. excited for. I can't decide. There's just so many, but I think, and some of them on here are ones that I'm like, not a hundred percent sure I'm going to, but I want to go to. Um, I think I'm going to say Watkins Glen. I think oh, I'm going to say yeah. it. I've never been. It's the weekend before Oshwiken. So mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe I'll go. Um, but it's so close to home that it's like I could just drive down for the Sunday and it'd be fine. I don't have to do the whole weekend. So we'll see. I also had like, I also had Oshwiken on it because that race is going to be phenomenal right. for Penties. And then like MSAT CTMP is back as well.
1: Yeah. They haven't
0: been back in the last couple of years. So I'm excited to perhaps go see that because that's Canada day weekend and we don't race that weekend. So,
1: and that's uh that's a great event too. Mm-hmm. That uh, that will, again, like we have seen early on, crowds are going to be going to be there. Capacity is not going to be an issue anymore this summer I'm expecting. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a great summer of racing and I'm mm-hmm. glad that it's already underway in so many areas.
0: Oh my gosh. It's, we've officially had the kickoff. Um, F1 should be starting in the next month as well, which will be, Awesome to see. They announced that season four of Drive to Survive is coming out on the eleventh, I believe. So, yes. love to watch that. You mentioned you haven't seen the Bubble Wallace documentary on Netflix, though.
1: had not had a chance to to watch it yet. I will before. okay, how about this? Um, we'll do Netflix reviews on our next episode nice. in, in a couple of weeks. So I'll watch the The Bubble Wallace, which I haven't had a chance because I was so busy getting mm-hmm. ready for St. Pete. I'll watch that and hopefully we'll be able to uh, touch on the drive to survive. And we'll talk a bit about that and other mm-hmm. stuff. How's that?
0: Yes. I watched it on the plane back from Daytona and I was, there was a couple episodes there that I was like practically in tears on the plane watching right. it. So it was like, it was, we're going to review, fully review them next week, but I think they were, it was fantastically done. That's my preface okay. to it.
1: There you go. There's a good so, tease. That's a good way. Yeah. To, to nice little up. tease.
0: And if you haven't, and you want to follow along next episode, go watch it. Now you have two weeks. There you go.
1: Perfect. Okay. What do we take... We need the okay. What else do we need before we finish? I think we covered all our topics. Oh, disclaimer. We got yes, to do a disclaimer, do... right? Okay. Yeah. So the um the thoughts, opinions, ideas, and expressions of enthusiasm and endorsement by Todd and Caitlin in in no way reflect upon uh NASCAR, IndyCar, Green Savory, Avion Motorsports, uh, anybody else that we may. Be employed by, have associations with um, anybody that anybody that we work for mm-hmm. is in no way tied to any of the comments we made. Is that sort of a good way to bundle it up?
0: Oh yeah. Um, we could also just say our opinions are that of our own and not of that of the companies we work for slash represent.
1: Okay, we'll get work on this. We need yeah. some sort of more formal thing or just certain sort of. Uh, okay i don't know I, i i i like legal stuff and i like contracts and maybe i gotta work on writing some sort of legal disclaimer that we read or have someone read for us
0: oh yes if you anyone has any ideas on who could read our
1: yeah i love
0: that yeah or if anyone wants to pitch themselves for reading it let us know
1: hit us up on socials
0: yeah yeah but all right thank you everyone for listening um we will see you in the next one then